We're here in the Peloponnese region in southern Greece. The picturesque Laconian Gulf is a home to fishermen and an international tourist destination. But all is not as it seems. We're here to see how this idyllic location has now become a key artery for Russian oil. The area is packed with huge tankers. We're just leaving Greek territorial waters and we're approaching a number of tankers that have left Russia and we believe they're here to exchange Russian crude. And here they are. We find two tankers in the middle of a ship-to-ship -ship transfer. These two boats that you can see behind me here are oil tankers. The boat in the distance is from Russia and it's moving oil to the boat that's nearest to us. Here in international waters, this practice is legal and it's one of the ways by which Russian oil continues to be exported throughout the world, often with the help of Western shipping companies. And some of the millions of barrels of oil that passes through this area will ultimately find its way to countries that have bans on Russian oil, including the UK. Industry data confirms what we see. Russian crude is picked up here to be transferred onwards to places like Turkey and India. BBC Newsnight has had exclusive access to figures calculated by the environmental campaign group Global Witness. Since a ban on importing Russian energy was introduced by the UK with the G7 and EU in January, the numbers show the amount of Russian energy that's been processed in Indian refineries and made its way to the UK legally since then. The figures have been reviewed by BBC Verify and shown to independent experts. So how does this Russian energy still get to us? Travelling thousands of miles by tanker to three refineries in India, including Jamnagar, the world's biggest refinery. Here, the crude oil is mixed with products from other sources and refined into diesel. Across the three refineries, Russian oil makes up around 45% of what goes into the final product. In the six months following January this year, the UK imported 6.2 million barrels of refined energy from these three refineries, of which an estimated 2.33 million barrels was made with Russian crude. The diesel is used to power UK planes. The figures are equivalent to one in eight of our flights using fuel from these refineries or one in 20 British flights being powered purely by Russian crude. So how much is this all worth to Russia? According to the figures, in the first six months of 2023, the energy bought by the UK generated more than $122 million in revenue for Russia, of which at least $52 million went directly to the Kremlin in tax revenues. So you've had a chance to look at the calculations. They look roughly in the right ballpark to you? I've seen the figures. Uh and they do appear to have put very serious efforts to come up with, with very thorough estimates. Uh, and uh, those estimates, both relating to, uh, to, to petroleum products coming to the United Kingdom and also uh, revenues going to Russia, are very much within uh, the expected ballpark. We raised the issue with the UK government. They told us the claim is not true. Importers are required to provide proof that goods are not of Russian origin. And since the ban came into effect, there's been no import of Russian oil and oil products into the UK. Products are regarded as originating from a country if there's been a substantial and economically justified processing in that jurisdiction. So the government have told us that if the energy imported in this way is refined in a third country like India, it doesn't matter if it's 30, 50, 100% based on Russian crude. It's no longer Russian. And then the government can say they've ended all imports of Russian energy. These new figures are a wake up 
goal for us and I believe for everybody. Russia is using the refining loopholes to sell oil to third countries and sold that to our allies, including the UK. We need to close this loophole that Russia is using to sell its oil. And we call on our partners to end this trade. The UK has been a leading supporter of Ukraine's war effort, implementing sanctions that seek to disrupt the Kremlin's energy revenues. But was it anticipated that Russia would be able to exploit the refining loophole so significantly, plugging losses that the sanctions stood to make? This is the first time that we know exactly how much that's worth to the Kremlin. And so we now understand that our purchases is funding the war in Ukraine to the tunes of tens of millions um, and that we can have a real impact by shutting it off. So Russia has essentially just skirted around the sanctions. Big British firms like BP and Shell are buying this jet fuel. Shell, for example, still has a pledge proudly displayed on its website to withdraw from all Russian hydrocarbons. Is the UK the only country doing this? No, so the US is also importing uh, this Russian origin fuel, primarily as gasoline, so US drivers um, potentially being, being forced to buy U Russian origin fuel. Um, and it's also happening in the EU. Could these energy companies that are buying that energy not look elsewhere? So these companies are seizing on a market opportunity, um, they could absolutely replace it, but they're choosing not to for financial reasons. We put the issues raised to some of the energy companies involved. BP told us within a week of the attack, BP decided not to enter into new contracts with Russian energy companies. BP take compliance with sanctions very seriously. G7 governments have designed the system to maintain the flow of oil while limiting funds available to Russia. Shell said they've stopped purchases of Russian energy and are in compliance with sanctions. There is a dilemma between putting pressure on the Russian government over its atrocities in Ukraine and ensuring stable, secure energy supplies. It is for governments to decide on the incredibly difficult trade-offs that must be made. Refining energy in a third country changes its legal origin, but this energy we're purchasing is still significantly sourced from Russia's oil fields. Billions have been spent by the UK and partners in supporting Ukraine's war effort. Now, these countries must ask themselves whether this is fuel they want to keep burning.